0: What's cracking, everybody? Happy Wednesday, 421 21 7.46 p.m. out here at the Biff. Uh You know, Champaign-Urbana, Illinois, and, uh, you know, let's get into today's action. Well, what happened? The market, you know, rallied. It was uh, pretty pretty nice. Pretty nice to see if you're long. Uh, you're owning gold. You're chilling. You're looking at real rates. You're chilling. But, uh, yeah, no, no, a decent day nonetheless, and, uh, you know, we'll be here to talk about it not a lot of news that I really want to cover. There's not a lot going on is, you know, when the market's up, you know, there's, there's no news that, you know, we could be at all time high or anything like that. You know, I, I grind today looking for some good stories, but I couldn't really find any. Um, so I'll just go over what I think's going on in the marketplace. And, you know, yeah, it was a dead cat bounce today. It was a freaking dead cat and she was bouncing and tomorrow we'll see that dead cat continue to fall without bouncing. So, uh, the let me do a disclaimer before I get into you know the nitty gritty things. So I'm a student. I love the markets. These are my views. I'm not recommending investments. I'm not buying or selling anything for people. I'm just here to have a good time. I'm not a financial advisor. Not recommending or selling anything. Um, do your homework before you invest always, or else you know you should just go to the casino. Uh, let's see what else is there. Um, I'm a student. I love the markets. Blah blah blah. These are my views. You know my views, not recommending anything. I'm not a financial advisor. Every uh investment is subject to potential risk, potential loss. Make make informed decisions before you go into the marketplace. Um so without further ado, let's get into the action. You know, how did the index indices uh turn out? Well you know the Dow is up ninety three bips, S P up ninety three bips, the Russell two K was up two percent plus, I know that. Yeah up two point three five percent. NASDAQ up one point one nine percent um and so then I'm like, so then someone's like, okay, well, the deals rise max, and I'm like, huh, great question. But uh, you look at the yields today, and they're very volatile, and they're they're flat. They're flat on the day. Only you know the ten years only up thirteen bips. Um, we're at one point one spot five six four. You go look at the uh, sorry the five year here. The five year was um, i went in the wrong direction there. The five years up eighty eight bips. Uh, spot eight o two. Thirty-year up twenty-two bips, two spots, two six four. So no re- action really there. And then so that makes me go, okay. Well, let's see how the real yields did, how did versus the nominal yields. So then I go to my trusty uh, daily Treasury uh, real yield curve rates. So we got the five-year here fell one basis point to one spo- uh, negative one spot seven two from uh, one seven one. We go look at the ten-year fell two basis points from one uh, negative spot seven, four to negative spot seven, six. So, uh, you go look at the 30 year and it fell from four bips point spot. Oh, four to spot, uh, zero two. So you look at that and you're like, okay, well the nominal yields were up. And then I go, yeah, let's go check the really the nominal yield curve rate. And you know, 30 year, there's no action. There's fell one basis point, uh, according to the treasury website and the web, the data I'm going off of when I say the 30 year and so, I'm in the in percentage terms, I'm going off of, you know, Apple stocks. But, you know, look at the 10 year, it f- the 20 year is flat, 10 year fell a little bit, five year is flat. So then you look at that compared to the real yield from the treasury's website, and you can see that real rates fell more than, you know, well, some of them, some fell more uh, than, let's see here, I guess I should pull it up tr- side by side. So, if you go look at the real yield for today, yeah, like the five-year, real yield fell one bit basis point. The five-year on the nominal curve didn't do anything. The 10-year on the uh, nominal curve was down one bit. And on the, you know, real yield curve, you know, went down two. You look at the uh, 20-year, it was flat. It actually fell one basis point on the real yield curve rate, and you look at the 30-year, it was down one basis point, and it fell two basis point on the real yield curve rate. So what does that say? This whole idea of inflation is, you know, rates are going lower. Growth is slowing down. That's what the bond market is starting to price in, the treasury market is starting to price in. You go look at the one month, the one month bill, it fell from one basis point to zero. It's a, That's the lowest we've been at the whole year. We've never hit zero on this one month uh Yield curve, so that's quite concerning. You know, we started the year off spot zero nine, so nine base points. Now we're down at zero. We've never hit zero. We've always hit point oh one. We've never hit zero. So that fascinates me. That shows me that something's going on. And so I was doing some deep deep digging, right? Oh, I don't have the tab open, so I'm gonna have to open this thing up. I'm sorry, but uh, reverse repo operations. So basically, you know, when the Fed does reverse repos, it's you know to keep that uh low to keep the uh interest rate down you know if they do like a bunch of you know swaps they sell out securities sell tre- issue treasuries to you know reverse reverse the treasury sell it to a bank then buy back at a later term you know that helps keep the rates lower because they're uh basically buying bonds and then selling them right back that lowers that lowers the uh federal funds rate and you go look at this like near term rate And it's at zero now. And, you know, we did the biggest repo in a a while today. Uh, Wednesday, yeah, it happened. uh, Delivery date Wednesday. The maturity date is tomorrow. Uh, Between 33 counterparties, $81 billion worth of treasuries traded. So that's telling me that, you know, why are we doing so much reverse repos right now? You know, why do we need to keep the rates so low? Because there's problems in the market. There's problems brewing. You know, the stock market, is telling you everything is great. You know, the whole mainstream media is telling you everything is great. But you go look at the bond market, you look at the treasury auctions, you know, you know, you look at that, the, that uh, travel agencies. I think I read the U.S. government. It's like the CDC is recommending you don't travel to 80% of the world. Well, I thought we we're going to see, you know, air demand pick up dramatically. You know, I thought, so if, if air, you know, we're betting on air demand, then, you know, we don't going to come back. Well, if the CDC is recommending don't travel to 80% of the world internationally, how are we gonna reopen? <laughs> you know, the market, the bond markets are the yields are starting to fall because they're starting to see through the numbers and say, oh crap, maybe we're you know, we way we are way overestimated this, you know, reopening, okay? And you know, vaccine problems, you know, everyone's like everyone needs to be vaccinated before we can focus on the economy going back to going back to work, right? Well, we have problems j and j vaccine you know yeah Europe's got get getting their stuff better, but you know we're, they're still having a lot of vaccine problems okay there's a lot of lot of there's so many risks, and it baffles me why the market continues to go higher and I know today was a dead cat balance you know rates rates were very volatile today, and you know that 's actually good for the markets because if rates are going super high that's going to be terrible for tech, but if they 're going super low that 's bad for everything and so that's why you saw market, the market rally today, in my opinion. I mean, and then I'll get into this, these Bill Huang stocks, but a lot of the Bill Huang stocks just took off today, so good for them. But uh, I mean, that's that's pretty much all the news I have for you. You know, a lot of action in the repo, like reverse repo operations, and then you go look at the the yield curve, and you know they're showing you some interesting things. You know, you go look at the bill rates. Uh, the four week bill is at zero, so there's no interest on that. Um, so it is just, it's, uh, fascinating to me, fascinating to me. Um, but you know, go and look into like the, go look at like the reverse repo rate and stuff like that. You know, it's still at like one, one BIP, but like the best rate they're charging you now is negative three BIPs. So that's interesting. But I mean, I think that, you know, these people who are short treasuries right now are about to get burned, because I think you'll see a lot of people to start flocking into the longer end of the curve, 20 year, 30 year. Uh, that's good for TLT, which I am long, and that is good for um, gold, which I am long. You know, looking at these real yield uh, real yields falling, that's great for gold. And you know, no complaints being a holder of gold here. But uh, yeah, I mean, not a whole lot of news. I mean, Chipotle beat earnings. If you're a Chipotle shareholder, that's sick. Um, you know, their which is really interesting is their online orders were you know <laughs> their sales were way better than their actual, like, in-store business. And, you know, that's interesting to me. Um, how are we, we going to see, you know, this demand? You know, will people even go into, into, like, restaurants and, you know, buy stuff and they can just order it all online? You know, will this online business that Chipotle is doing spread to other, other like, types of fast food restaurants? And will online, just boom, you know, people wanting food delivered to their doorstep? I don't know. I'm not a crystal ball, but I just think, I thought that was pretty fascinating. Look at Bit- Looking at Bitcoin here, Bitcoin's down 4%. On 24-hour chart at 54.148. You know, Dogecoin down 8%. At 29 cents. Gotta love to see that. You know, short until 10 cents on Doge. Um, and yeah, you know, crypto markets down pretty much down pretty big overall. Um, makes sense to me. I'm all out, and uh, you know, you know where I'm buying. And you know, car. I mean, so I'll give my targets on you know some of these coins here just because I can. Ether. I don't want Ethereum until it's a thousand dollars. Bitcoin. 35k is high. 30, 35k is a little high on the price target, but I'm still buying at 35k. Cardano, I want it under a dollar, but it's going to go way lower than that. But I'm willing to buy it at a dollar or less. Uh, VChain, I won't buy that thing till it's at least you know 15 cents again. at 22 cents, down 10%. Told my buddy let's short Chain at 25 cents. you didn't want to, but uh, no complaints there. Stellar Lumens, Stellar's a goat. Stellar's going to be a powerhouse. Stellar is down uh, 6% today. And it's uh, trading on 49 cents. I don't want Stellar until it's sub 40. I would even say probably like low 30s if I can get it there. But uh, sub 40 would be nice. That's my crypto update. I mean, you know, I, looking at like I was on Bloomer today trying to find you a nice story. To, like, or, you know, I was looking at Zero Hedge, looking at CNBC. And there there is nothing. There is really nothing. So, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, Credit Suisse, you know basically there's talking uh about how like credit suisse has a bunch of like you know risk problems with our, you know goes back to archigos it all goes back to archigos everything goes back to archigos you know i saw a charlie munger quote today that said here where i have not i had it, i had it pulled up i think i thought well basically it said like hedge funds will sell you garbage well no sorry investment banks uh here i'm gonna i'm gonna find it cuz it it was too good it was too good not to include on the podcast um, because I was talking about SPAC bubbles. I mean, I, I mean, I, we already know we're in a spack bubble. Here, let's see. Yeah, Charlie Munger said it best: the investment banking profession will sell you shit as long as shit can be sold. And it's like you look at the rise in high yield bond, high yield credit. It's like, look, Buffett knows that. He even Buffett says, you know, fixed income investors have a bleak future. No, they face a bleak future. So why would you even want to be going into high risk credit, you know, there's a lot of high risk credit out there. You know, we're seeing it in, in Asia, you know, with the whole Hurwang debacle, you know, margin calls with Argos. It's like the market is not smooth. There there's a lot of problems under the under the surface. Okay. Um, you know, looking at the spAC bubble, you look at the amount of spACs issued in twenty twenty, um, <laughs> and then you compare it to now, it, it's mind blowing. It's mind-blowing. You look at the amount issued in Q1 of 2021. I mean, I thought I had a chart on, over on here. I guess not. But uh, it, it just basically falls off a cliff. And it's like these special purpose acquisition corps, you know, corporations, you know. Even Kathy Wood is saying there's a bubble in, in, in SPACs. You know, a lot of the people are just making SPACs so to, you know, they don't have to IPO. It's the whole, you know, dot-com bubble IPO little problem. And if, you know, the air starts coming out of the Bitcoin bubble, air starts going out of the SPAC bubble, air starts going out of the stock market bubble, air starts going out of the housing bubble. All these bubbles, we're in the everything bubble, right, because of quantitative easing. You know, where is the inflation the past 10 years? Okay. Well, look at the stock market since they announced QE. I think it was back in November, October, November. I'm pretty sure it was November twenty-fifth or something like that, two thousand and eight. You look at that, and you go to now, markets up three hundred plus percent, returning about twenty-five, twenty-six percent on average. You know, if you go back to nineteen fifty-nine, S P returns about seven, eight percent on average. Well it's probably eight now because you know, market. it's been the numbers been getting uh, way higher. Then you go look at nineteen twenty-nine, it's about fourteen percent. So we're almost double from nineteen twenty-nine the past, you know, twelve years. And you go look at, since 1959, we're almost triple, you know, what we've been doing since 1959. So, huh, that's inflation. You look at housing prices over the past year. Housing prices during COVID have gone up dramatically, even though the whole world has been shut down, okay? Um, you know, housing prices in 2019, I was, t- I remember, like, and I'm going to have a podcast on Friday with my buddy Ethan, okay? So get ready for that. That one will be fun. But... In 2019, we were sitting. I talk about this story often. We we're sitting in class, uh, and it slew. What class is that? The Michael Fry, Michael Fry's data analytics class. And basically, I'm like pulling. I'm like me and him are trying to crack the code in the stocks, right? And I go, Yo, Ethan. Why are the housing housing prices going up so fast, so quickly? It's like we're past the radar two, from two thousand eight. Like we and we passed it, you know, January of two, 2020, I believe. And go, dude, like we're no, like I think it was twenty somewhere in twenty nineteen. I I gotta check my facts on that, but. I go look, dude. There, we're in a bubble again. We're in a crazy bubble, and and COVID nineteen made the bubble even bigger. You know, you go look at cryptos. Yeah, I think Bitcoin. Some of the cryptos have great value, and, crypto, and and uh cryptocurrency. You know, has a lot of has a lot of utility, and it can change the world and make the world a better place. But you can't deny that we're in a bubble. Like I'm long Bitcoin for the future, but I know we're in a bubble. Um, and yeah, people who say like the whole business cycle restarted like during COVID-19 I don't know if that's true we didn't really have a recession or a depression people like we were the whole world was shut down there was no depression or recession okay you know you would think when we have the biggest you know drop in un- and the biggest rise in unemployment since like the great depression automatically you know there's going to be some kind of economic consequence because of it, but people seem to think that there will be no consequences because of COVID. People seem to think the economy is great before COVID. Yeah, um, that's not the case, and you know I feel like I'm just beating a dead horse here. You know I'm saying the same thing over and 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 over, and over on this podcast, but it gets to the point. It gets to the point where people just. Uh, like, you need to think that, you know, the rising value of assets over the past 10, 10, 10 years, 10, 12 years, that's inflation, you know. That's that's inflation. That's, like, the, there's everything is a bubble now. And so when this bubble bursts... It's going to cause huge problems, and the 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 fact that you're seeing credit contract that should show you that we're near the top of a cycle. We're you know the credit you know it, we there's a long term debt bubble is you know this long term debt cycle, and the long term debt cycle was supposed to break in 2008. The Fed didn't let it happen. So what they do they did QE they filled up the bank reserves didn't let banks file, fall and. You know, we've seen no growth in the economy. You know, we've seen some growth, sure, but very small growth. And it's because there's a whole burden of debt. You know, the Americans have to suffer that. Okay, we have to suffer this whole burden of debt. And that is why, you know, these asset prices have just grown so much. Because there's been no real growth in the economy and you're like, well crap, How, what am I gonna do? How am I gonna make money? Interest rates are zero. So I'm just gonna throw everything in the stock market because it's gonna make everyone's earnings look great and everyone's valuations like look great because you're discounting it off of you know interest rates. And you know, interest rates were at zero for ten years. Well, sorry, not ten years. I keep saying ten years. From 2009 to like 2015, and then they only went up to two percent, and then they've come back down. So yeah, you know using using you know valuation of cash flows models, like obviously everyone, everyone's valuation can can be a little higher because interest rates are zero, but it's like you have to see get get away from that mindset. you know you got to get you got to go you know people, that's not living in reality,' just looking at the numbers, but then you look at reality and you think about what mm-hmm. actually is going on you realize there's a lot of problems. And that's what I'm here to say today. It was a dead cat bounce, and I- I'm going to keep calling it. You know, you're going to see the interest rates go lower and lower and lower, and that's going to have negative, negative, negative impact on stocks. So you know, right now, Asia, Nikkei is up 1.24%. Nikkei was down 2% yesterday. Uh, Kospi, Korea is up 43 bips. Everything in Asia was down yesterday, and so they're having a little dead cat bounce. I don't buy it for a second. That's my rant for today. You know, I don't really have any other news. So let's get into this, uh, you know, stock market uh, update here. So the dollar, I didn't talk about the dollar, but the dollar was down 12 bips. You know, dollar's been taking beatings out there, beatings for days, making gold look great. Oh, wow, the treasuries are actually down 2 bips overnight so far. Oh, that's on the 10-year. But, uh, yeah, the dollar, yeah, dollar's still getting hit overnight. So this thing has just gotten pummeled over the past month and we're going back to these you know february uh no sorry you know we're we're heading closer to those lows again uh that we made in january but you know we'll see where we go from there um you know and the yields are falling off so that would make sense that the dollar is getting kind of weaker when i see the dollar get a little strong like this morning the dollar opened up kind of higher and you know yesterday we traded a little higher on the dollar and so when the dollar goes up and yields go up uh you know people are demand there's demand for cash demand for dollars so that's a bad sign for the economy bad sign for stocks. so that's something i'm gonna be paying attention to um so yeah as we know dow is up 93 bips s&p up 93 bips gdx cranked today up 1.74 percent um you gotta love to see that you know especially when you've been holding holding uh you know your gold miners you you know that gold's been going supposed to be going up but it hasn't it's nice we got a change for today. So up 1.74%, I attribute that to, you know, real yields actually falling, you know, in a very 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 volatile day. And you know, the dollar falling as well, but a very very volatile day on the yield curve market. Uh, sorry, on the yield curve market for treasury yields. Um, and treasury yields, you know, when they go up, bond prices go down. When yields fall, bond prices go up. So just always remember that. The VIX up 17, uh, sorry, down 6% today. Uh, Down to 6.32%, down to 17.50, 1750. so, you know, a little higher than we were uh, before we had this, you know, decent sell-off on Monday, On what was that, on Monday? No, that was on Tuesday, Uh, so we're at 17.50, yeah, I mean, I'm just paying attention to the VIX here, you know, that move makes sense, you know, the market was down, sorry, up 93 bips, so the VIX is probably going to fall a bit, Um, no surprises there. Uh, we'll be monitoring it. Once the VIX gets above 20, get ready for 30. <laughs> USO uh, down 2.27%. I'm telling you, people are going to start seeing that, you know, there isn't going to be this crazy demand for crude, right? So I'm going to be this crazy demand, and there's a heck of a lot of supply. So the price has to go lower. But, uh, you know, long-term we're bullish, so no worries there. You know, XLF up 1.39% today. I mean, you're just seeing a rebound because, the, you know, because, uh you know, yields went down a decent amount the other day. And, you know, everyone you know every, there's a whole like cyclical reopening thing people are going to be piling into financials every single time they can um, rates were th- throughout the trading day they were a little higher but um, throughout like the whole 24-hour clock and you know according to the treasury data Rates were actually, you know, flat, uh, even to negative. So you I wonder why XLF got pumped. You know, the big banks got pumped. But, hey, <laughs> no worries there. XLK technology, you know, rate stabilizing. So that's going to be good for technology. You know, if rates go too low, that's bad. Rates go way too high, that's terrible for tech. But they didn't really do much today. So people are in a pile in and buy tech. So XLK, that uh, ETF is up. Uh, TLT, uh, flat on the day. I mean, you know, it was going up and down, up and down. But we finished positive in the green, up 20 bips. Love to see that. You know, we're about to break 140. I want to hold this thing until it's at least, you know, 155, 160-ish. But, you know, know, we'll we'll continue to monitor the markets before we give TLT a price target. Come on now. XLE, you know, XLE is different than crude, like USO. XLE is, you know, energy companies, ETF energy companies. And so the broader market had a great day. So energy up 1.27%. Good for them. Tesla up 3.5%. I mean, baffles me. Getting terrible publicity out there, Mark. But you know, then again, goes we're, we're looking at the stock here, the yields didn't do anything. So people are gonna be like, okay, everything's cooling off. Let's just buy. Why not? Why not buy? Buy that dip. So went up three point five percent. Cool beans there. Ah, American is up three percent. I'm just noticing that now. I think that's a little, little weird. You know, there's a lot of bad news going on about travel and these airline stocks have had terrible earnings. I want American to be 15 bucks. <laughs> MJ, up 3.99%. Got to love to see that. I mean, this sector has been beat down pretty hard. Um, and, you know, the news for, for, for you know, marijuana only gets better and better each day with more states. Well, I say each day, each, like, week to month, with, you know, more states legalizing. And, you know, you're in, you know banking regulation really is going to change how much money, how much profit these uh, marijuana companies can... Uh, can create because, you know, they, there's so much regulation on banking with uh, weed companies, so they got to hold a lot of cash, you know, because they, you know, can't put that into banks, so when we see that happen, you know, weed's going to take off, I just get ready for it, you know, get ready, the whole thing is, like, I I would like to be exposed, but I know when the market corrects, it's going to have a massive impact on MJ, you know, if we see a massive, you know, fall in prices, the price of weed will fall too, uh, so, anything Sorry, I'm just reading, I'm reading someone's text. It's like, he's like, I have a huge, I have a huge fraternity event. So we got to work around it. It's like, who the f- sorry, I'm on my podcast talking about finance. I- I'm sorry. Like, who cares, buddy? No one in the group of me asked about that. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Corn up 1.42%. beastin. is above 19 bucks now, which is just crazy. I've been following this thing since 15. Uh, soybeans. 22 23 up one percent and wheat up 2.2 percent to 6 point five six percent God I love these agriculture stocks enough said uh, silver up three percent freaking cranking cranking today you know people fin- finally going in yes I'm gonna buy silver was it a squeeze no people it's uh, silver squeeze well I don't know about that but love to see that people are turning to precious metals again gold up 99 bips I mean heck I'll take it you know, we're just riding the wave with these, you know, precious metals. We love them all, so uh, yeah. So, uh, Pave, you know, the infrastructure index, you know, it's been slacking a bit, but so is up one point eight six percent today. Yeah, cyclical's rallying today. You know, hope in the economy, gonna do good for uh, for Pave, Arc Innovation, oh, Arc FinTech, up one point two seven percent. Yeah, it had a nice day. Um, not nearly as up up as much as you know some of the other names, and so that's interesting. But still up one point two seven percent. I can't really crap on art today. Uh copper, one up one point six four percent. You know, real yields are falling, dollar week great for commodities. Um, riot blockchain up seven percent. Let's see. <laughs> Opened up at uh thirty-six ninety nine, high at forty two oh seven, and low thirty six zero six. Hey, you gotta love to you like you gotta love to see that. Like what like what more can I say? Um. yeah, I mean, the whole thing is that Bitcoin is down 4%. But if you just have to watch Bitcoin during, like, the trading day to see how Riot's going to do. And, you know, if Bitcoin crashes overnight, Riot's going to gap down. Bitcoin does great overnight. Riot gaps up. That's pretty much how you watch Riot. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it it didn't go under 35, so I wasn't scooping any. But, I mean, I wouldn't scoop Riot until it's probably in the 20s now. Uh, J.O. opened up pretty low today, uh, 30 38.01, 38.01, and we rallied up to thirty thirty-eight forty-nine. So up three bips, but, you know, massive swing of 50 cents throughout the day. Love to see that. J.O.'s a beast. You know, we're holding her for a while. GME, um, down one bip. Market, I mean, I... Volume 3 million today versus average volume of 40 mil. And it only was up one down one BIP. Interesting there. AMC up 5.39% at nine in nine, seven, eight on it. 9.78 for the price. $9.78 AMC is probably, probably going higher. I read a report that, you know, the interest rate to borrow shares for AMC keeps going up. And, you know, if everyone's shorting this thing still, and, you know, they have to cover, you know, the price is going to go up dramatically. But I'm not touching it. I'm not dabbling it. I'm not telling anyone to go dabble with it. I just note it, and I'm, like, make little predictions for myself because it's fun. Emerging market's up 61 bips. I mean, look at Asia. Asia sold off really hard last night. Uh, I mean, Nikkei was down 2%. Hong Sen was down about, like, 1.8. But uh, EEM was up 61 bips, nonetheless, at 54.04. Um, and, yeah, it was up 61 bips, and I attribute that to the dollar being weak. Uh, LQD actually rallied pretty hard in these investment grade bonds you know people are are actually turning and starting to buy bonds again maybe that takes away some of the flow from equity because people were dumping bonds and buying equities instead so that's something interesting i like to watch out for um but you know treasuries had a good day real yields fell so it's gonna be good for corporates then you go look at high yield bonds high yield bonds were having a great day as well up 33 bips and you know high yield bonds stay away from the drunk credit i don't touch that crap um the fact that you know high yield people still are are are, are interested in high yield just baffles me. Just baffles me. I mean, there's so many you know debt risks out there uh to service to service the debt. Um that's just my opinion. Uh, but yeah, high yield up thirty three bips nonetheless, about the same as LQD. Um so it's just an overall positive day for the market. You know, the Nasdaq up one point one nine percent and the Russell 2K up two point three five. And that this makes sense. You know, the Russell should rally more than everything else when there's a good day in the marketplace. You know, people coming in and buying that dip on the Russell. Um and yeah, it's a great sign. You know, mom and pop shops are uh, back for today. For today. As I'm saying, daddy cat bounce. Don't get too ahead of your skis. Silver miners up three percent today. Um, and that I think that leaves me with uh, yeah, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Bill Wang Uh, besides Kathy, Kathy Woods Fund was up two point three seven percent today. I'd hope it be up, would be up more than mostly everything because she has straight up high growth, high beta tech innovation names, and I I the strategy is cool, and you know, I'm not here to trash uh, Kathy Wood or anything like that. Oh wow, TMBR, this one garbage company that I used to follow have twenty three percent today. Kind of love that. Um, but, yeah, Kathy Wood, her fund, uh, you know, I don't want it to fail or anything, but I think it probably will lose a lot of value if the market does correct. But down up 2.37% today, so good for her. Regional banks up 2.65%. I think this came a little too far. Heck, yeah, because yields are going to go way back down. Um, yields were flat today, and this thing rallies 2.65%. Get the heck out of here. It's because they're cyclical, and they're, most of them are in the Russell. So I see I see why it rallied today. But uh, does that mean I, I believe in the rally? Heck no. Heck no. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And yields fall even more, continue to fall lower as I record this podcast. Let's see if you can hit 1.5 by the end of the podcast. No, that's not going to happen, but I wish. Uranium up 1.38% today. Again, yields flat, dollar down. Makes sense. Commodities are going to do well. Okay, so now we get into Bill Hwang stocks. We're finally here. Viacom up 7.73%, Baidu up 3.2%, JD.com up 1.57%, Discovery up eight point four nine percent VipShop up 8.91%, IQIY up 7.84%, you know, and all the Goldman Sachs, you know, doing well, Credit Suisse doing well, JP Morgan doing well, so what do I think happened today? Yeah, probably... The block, all the blocks were sold, or something like that. You know, all these dirty Archegos and, you know, hedge fund leverage, trade, block selling trades have been closed, and people are willing to go buy again. And that's a great sign to see. I want Viacom to do well. Why buy any? I may have to consider it. I may have to consider buying some Viacom. But I wanted to see a big move to the upside, you know, a big, you know, a note that some of these companies that do have value. Uh, are getting bought, and they're not just getting trashed, because if they're getting trashed for no reason, I know that something fishy is going on, and I know that this all goes back to Bill, and Archegos, and the prime brokerages, don't, I don't even blame Bill Huang, well, I mean, like, because, you know, he can do whatever the hell he wants, but, you know, the prime brokerages, they let this happen, so... That's that's so that's what I all I have to say about these names. You know, if you like any of the names in Baidu, Vi Vicon, Baidu, JD, Discovery, Vip Shop, IQIY, and that's, I I left out GSX. GSX up six point five percent. I mean GSX is a Ponzi scheme, you don't want to own that. Well not a Ponzi scheme, it's just a fake stock. But uh Sammy Ramirez, don't text me right now, I'm doing my podcast. Um Let's see. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. So like basically, all I'm saying is if you have a name, if you have a stock in like one of those that you really like, um, then pretty much I I say, and I'm not recommending it. You know, might might as well, might as well have to dabble with it. You might as well have to dabble it, dabble with them. Uh, and then you know to re- uh, end the podcast, just beware, beware the marketplace. You know, shit is not. I said, it all sounded like I said the S-H-I-T word, but I said, sheesh, it's not safe out there, I think. Don't get get faked out by this dead cat bounce. It's a dead cat, and it will not bounce. It will not bounce, especially as yields continue to slide. And where are we going to go? Up to 2.5% of the yield curve? Yeah, I don't think so. Have a good one, guys.